Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat about the gram. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's definitely a topic on my mind slash I'm pretty sure every entrepreneur thinks about it on the daily. Totally. Assuming that's where they hang out the most. But I mean, most of the people I know, that's like their happy place. Yeah, So I agree. Well, I have been poking around to see kind of how you're doing things differently. And I can tell that you're not necessarily just posting on stories and posting on the feed, like while you're absolutely doing those things and with intention, you have some other strategies up your sleeve that maybe people haven't tried before. So let's just start at the beginning. Like what is like a great place for people to jump off of, regardless of where they're currently at with their Instagram, if they want to start intentionally growing? I think the biggest thing right now is live streams, especially with growing, because when you think of a live stream, whether you have your notifications on for the people you follow or not, you're probably getting notified when people are going live. So it's kind of like a secret engagement or growth hack, because if you're going live with someone else, it's telling both audiences. So that's Mm -hmm. a pro. And it's also telling your audience. And I feel like when it comes to video, I think overall using Instagram or using video on Instagram is really what's going to take you to that next level. It's what's Mm -hmm. going to position you as an expert and really make that deeper connection. Mm -hmm. But with live streams, it's literally the most engaging type of video that you can possibly create. And I mean, it really skyrocketed during the pandemic and now your lives literally can go over to IGTV. So there's like all the IGTV live. I'm loving it. Love it. Well, I think I know that a lot of people hearing that are like, I don't know. (laughs) Like that sounds really intimidating. I like the idea of growth, but, um, me and video, like I, I can do 15 seconds, maybe that's like pushing it, but, but you want me to do a live video. And I don't know why people, I feel like some people that are even comfortable over on Facebook live, 
somehow just the idea of doing it on a new platform, yeah. even though the platform's not new to them, it's like a new tool. They're like, I don't know the best way to go about it. So totally. if, if, if Instagram live is maybe something you've done, you know, twice, but you've never really taken it as a growth strategy, like, where do you even start? What do you, what should your topics be? Are you announcing it in advance? Like, I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, unwritten rules that no one gave us the playbook for. Totally. There's a lot to unpack with Instagram lives. And I think you touched on one of the first good points is you want to be sure that not only are you setting a clear time and date that you're going live, but that you really take the time to promote your live streams. I love to use the countdown sticker. I love to promote it on my stories. And I also like to go live at a certain day and time every week. So people can kind of know and expect it because chances are, if you turn into other people's lives is because you know that they go live at a certain day certain time Mm -hmm. and you can expect it from them. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's the first thing you want to think about. And I think also we want to kind of like think of all the bad things that could happen on your live streams. And I think those are actually the good things that can happen because Mm -hmm. with live streams, they're imperfect. You can't edit them. You can't pause them. You can't change anything. Like people are literally tuning in live. But that's actually where it makes you feel very human. It makes you feel relatable. And I mm-hmm. probably everyone's watching are like, oh my gosh, I'm not alive. So I think you don't have to worry so much about it being perfect and edited and polished and on point. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the fun of live streams is because they don't have to be perfectly polished. But when it comes to like really taking your live stream seriously, there's three ideas that you can really start with on your lives. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one we kind of already touched on is do it with someone else. It's a lot more comfortable to have a conversation with someone, Mm -hmm. bring on someone that's maybe in your industry, maybe a client, maybe one of your followers for like pop-up coaching, but bring them on and have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. And then another option is a Q&A. So what you can actually do is if you post a question sticker less than 24 hours before your live stream on stories, you can actually pull all of those questions while you're streaming live. So it makes it super easy to bring your audience in a part of it. And of course, they feel super special because they see that you're answering one of their questions. It also notifies your audience that you're doing a Q&A. So then more people are going to get on that live. And when people are actually on the live stream, they can submit more questions. There's a little question box that they'll be able to see. So Q&As are also a really great type of live stream to do. They're really interactive. And then the last really simple one is actually doing a training style live and using slides. So you can actually add photos and videos to your live streams, which I think is something a lot of people don't know about, but it's really easy to do. On the bottom right-hand corner of your live when you're streaming, um, and you'll kind of get used to the landscape landscape of Instagram live. It's actually pretty simple, but like after you get first through that first live, you'll be like, okay, this is where everything is, where everything is going on. Um, And you'll see that little camera roll icon. So you can literally create some really simple graphics, kind of like a presentation you do for like webinar or anything like that. And you can tap slide to slide and bring those from your camera roll onto your live stream. And it just kind of reduces the video view. So of course that makes doing a training a lot more easy for you because you can kind of see what step you're on, what you're talking about, but it also is so high value for your audience. Mm -hmm. So if you're wanting to start on lives, those three ideas will really help you get started. Those are all amazing. Now on the, the one where you're sharing slides, I'm assuming that they're like 
Instagram story size, like vertical instead of horizontal. Okay. And then would that, would you want them to be in your most recent photos or could you make a folder and access a folder? Yeah. So that's one of the tricky things is be sure that you pretty much save it to your phone, like right after, um, right before you go live, yeah. because it'll only show you your most recent things. So you don't want to have to scroll through a bunch of things. So that's definitely one thing to notice. And also when you're designing your photo of you on the video is going to be in the upper right-hand corner. And then you also got to keep in mind the comments and engagement is going to be in the bottom section of the live right. stream. So I try to keep everything within like the middle of the slide, just make it super condensed, but don't do too much text. Like just have some bullet points some headers and that will really help you mm-hmm. with your live slides. I love that. I actually witnessed my first one in the midst of Black Lives Matter. There was a woman teaching and I was I was here to learn all the things. And I was like, wait, what is happening? This is so cool. I didn't even know you could do this. But it's just been fun to watch other people try and experiment. But I will say that I think you're hitting the nail on the head that like you have to be willing to utilize new features like when they come out, because if we've learned anything over the last five years, or I don't even know how long Instagram's been around, maybe five years is how long I've paid attention to it. It's that you're rewarded for using new features every time, every time, regardless of what it is. So I think that's such an amazing strategy. Now, When it comes to marketing, I think I get caught up in like, okay, if I were doing a webinar, I would maybe promote something five to 10 days in advance. I'd have this fancy opt-in page. Like I'd get all up in that marketing, but like a live feels casual. Like, do you give someone four hours notice or three days? Like what are, what are the new expectations for that landscape? Yeah. And I think it depends on how often you're going to do your lives. Cause you could do like, if you're launching something, you could do a whole week of daily lives. Okay. You could do one a week. You could do, you know, whenever like sporadically, when you feel like there's a topic you want to touch on. So think like figure out how often you want to do them. But I usually like to give people at least 24 hours in advance to RSVP okay. and get ready. But I think with live streams, when it comes to kind of per- preparing and making it a part of your strategy. It doesn't have to be as robust as a webinar. Um, A few steps that I kind of take when it comes to preparing for these live streams, and this is really keeping in mind that there's going to be an evergreen replay that's going to be on on your IGTV channel. That's like what I'm thinking about. The first thing I like to do is I like to create my own cover photo because I find that if you're taking a screen grab from your live stream, the quality is not going to be great. It's going to crop weird. It's just not ideal. Mm -hmm. So definitely be sure to have your own IGTV cover photo. I'll usually just set up my phone, do a quick cell timer photo and call it a day. It doesn't have to be really fancy, but definitely edited is good. And then I'll also kind of prepare what the title is going to be because before you go live, you can add in your title so people know what you're going live about. And then you also have the option to pin a comment. So Mm. right when I go live, the first thing I do when I'm welcoming people on is I comment what it's about. And then I pin it because if people are tuning in sporadically, which is totally normal to happen on lives, Mm -hmm. you want to be sure that they know exactly what they're tuning into. And then I also like to write the description, which is like the caption of your IGTV video. So you just want to have like a brief description of what you're talking about. And then since it's going to IGTV, you get a clickable URL in those descriptions, which is super valuable, whether you have 10,000 followers or not. So then you can get people off of Instagram, which of course is like our ultimate goal, right? 
I didn't realize that that was a clickable location. That's awesome and definitely valuable territory because totally getting someone to click anywhere on Instagram is tough. I mean, because I know most of the conversions happening for me are happening in the DMs because totally. because I don't have ten thousand followers on my personal Instagram. I do on Boss Project, but yeah. it's just different, you know. Like, and I know you run multiple Instagrams, and that's kind of something I wanted to touch on. I would tell people not to do it if I were to do it over again. (laughs) But I'm curious, what's your take on like business versus personal and like, how do you mix and match that content? Totally. So I think it really depends on every single brand individually, Mm -hmm. but I usually recommend like if you can combine the two and make your business more personal, Instagram is the place to do it. So even though Soul Studio Marketing is like my business page, that's where I grow Soul Studio and represent it. I am the face of my brand essentially, you know, no matter how much my team grows. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the approach I went with. And I think because Instagram is so personal with the D DMs, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. instead of having like my Soul Studio logo and making it super polished and professional and feeling like I can't talk about silly things like what I'm reading or my favorite mm-hmm. new plant, I love that I can incorporate both because I think that actually converts better and makes mm-hmm. you make it really where you can make a lot of money from Instagram because it's really creating that personal connection. And I love that my personal page is where I put my friends, my family, my travel, and I don't really worry about that. Like if people come over to it, that's cool. But I feel like it's great to kind of have it all in one if you can. Yeah, for sure. Well, one of the things I noticed with your brand in particular is while it felt very you, it also felt like branded and like You know, I think there's been there. I feel like the trend goes away, comes back, goes away, comes back. Or like, is your feed curated or do we just really care about the one square or do we look (laughs) at nine at a time or, you know, what's kind of the vibe there. But I find that when I look at yours, it's kind of an interesting mix of like, it doesn't necessarily have like a solid flow. It's not like one of those checker box ones where it's totally. like a photo and then a background. Yeah. Like it's definitely a bit more over the place in a good way, like a very good way. But what's your feeling on branding and incorporating that as like part of your growth? Totally. And I think it's actually ironic. When I first started my Instagram, I had a very structured pattern and I strayed away from it because I felt like it held me back creatively. Yeah. And I feel like it might look great, but I feel like it actually looks a lot better when it is a little bit more organic. But I do think it's important to have those basic branded elements, like definitely edit your photos consistently, whether you're working with a photographer, whether you're using your own presets and phone photos and making sure that there's a consistent amount of colors and fonts and branded elements and kind of Mm -hmm. sticking with those. Mm -hmm. I think also, especially for people in the educational space, really implementing graphics that have really eye-catching covers, I think is really something that I've been really taking strategically. Mm -hmm. So whether it says, you know, four IGTV ideas or three live streaming steps, those types of things, people can literally go on my grid and easily find those really savable, shareable, actionable posts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think there's kind of a mix of strategy. Of course, if I'm being like very personable and vulnerable and all of those different types of things, I feel like it comes better when it's just me, when it's just me talking and there's a 
photo of me, I feel like it mm-hmm. connects better, but I, mm-hmm. I kind of like having the mix because I think there, you need a balance of everything. Yeah. Well, if I were to like wave my magic wand and say like, mix it up, like in a way that I think is going to actually work, I feel like you're doing it a lot better than I'm seeing a lot of people. <laughs> oh, and I think part of that is like that you're being very intentional about it. You know, for us, I think Instagram comes in waves of how important we're treating it as part of our business strategy and structure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the early stages of our business, it was how we built community. It was how we found people online. And now as we've seen growth, like I feel like we've shifted towards Facebook groups and Mm -hmm. our email is vital and running ads is a huge part of how we're driving traffic. And so Instagram not that it's lost its luster. It's still my favorite place. I'll, I'll be very frank about that, but it's, yeah. it's not always been our sales tool. So I'm curious mm-hmm. how, how you're incorporating. Cause I, I really think the IGTV specifically could be a great mechanism for sales, but how else are you incorporating, you know, putting your services out there, putting whatever it is out there in a way that feels both, you know, authentic, but also valuable to the other person. Cause I feel like sometimes mm-hmm. sales content can feel really one-sided and we want yeah. it to be giving. So I feel like that was a zillion questions in one. So I'll let you take the plate with that. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really love that you touched on that. Cause I think a lot of people, especially on Instagram, they struggle with knowing like, how do I actually make money from it? How do yeah. I be really strategic with it? Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing is you have to get really clear on who you're selling to, because mm-hmm. for me, I, not only am I a speaker, so I book speaking engagements from my Instagram account because my IGTV is literally my seeker reel. And then I'm also booking monthly retainer clients. So a higher ticket client. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also selling to baby business owners that maybe need resources and courses and all of these different types of things. And those mm-hmm. are all three very distinctive people, yeah. but I use every single part of my Instagram with a purpose and thinking with that in mind. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to just my Instagram page, how it looks, how I have it organized, how my bio was optimized, everything like that. Mm -hmm. That's my portfolio. Essentially, if a Mm -hmm. client likes how my page looks, they're going to love how I'm going to manage their account. And then when it comes to selling products, I think you always have to lead with making yourself an expert. So videos Mm -hmm. are great for that. Making yourself personable and relatable is really key to that. Making sure you know their pain points and they know that you're really Mm -hmm. speaking to that. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes to speaking, like I said, literally my stories and my lives, I literally remember booking a speaking engagement right after I went live one time. I was like, that is insane. But it's because it really shows people how you present yourself, Mm -hmm. what you're an expert at. And it gives a little bit of a taste of your personality too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, I think we downplay the, the ability of live video for someone to go from like cold to warm prospect, like really quickly. You know, I think that's why a lot of marketers are still using webinars because They see the person, they hear from the person, but that same kind of effect can happen on Instagram. And I think the people I see showing up with videos specifically, uh, you know, for me, I feel like that mostly tends to be Instagram stories because I'm a weenie when it comes to like, I don't know why, which is so weird because I love to talk. If if you didn't know, we have over 400 episodes on this podcast. So (laughs) that's not the problem. But I think there's some sort of intimidation factor. And I don't really know why, like, 
live video is not a new concept. Like we had, totally. oh, what was, what was that app? You guys at all, you're all yelling out at me. The one oh, wait, where no, all one you did only went live. That's all you did. Oh, yeah. Gosh. That's gonna the fact us. that it's come and gone <laughs> is just a testament to like how, right. how this universe works. But, you know, we have live video on Instagram and there's live video on Facebook and, you, you know, TikTok. TikTok is a totally, yeah. I mean, it's all video based and then there's, you can still go live there too. And yeah. now YouTube, I'm not now YouTube, but like YouTube, you've been yeah. able to go for a while. I think it's just becoming a bigger part of how businesses are operating. And I find the ones that are adopting it tend to grow a lot faster. Yeah. And I think it kind of started trending more with the pandemic because people yeah. couldn't find connection. Yeah. Whether you're a fitness studio, whether you're an artist, whether you're mm-hmm. a chef, you couldn't have that same in-person interaction, which mm-hmm. I think really highlighted why live streams are so fantastic for mm-hmm. making those deeper connections with your with your followers or even just collaborating with other creators. Mm-hmm. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. When you mentioned the like collaborating with other people as a way to grow, what does that typically look like for you? Like, are you brainstorming topics and tossing them to a friend? Are you reaching out to a client to say, let's do a testimonial interview thing? Like, what is that looking like for you? Yeah. So I feel like there's a few different styles that I've done, but I feel like when usually I'm having a guest on, I like to give some type of prep. So I mm-hmm. like to show them how to request to join. It's really easy. Um, you just go on the live. There's a little bubble you can tap and it'll request for me to add you and vice versa if you're adding someone on. So I like to give some instructions and I like to kind of have a rough idea of what we're going to talk about topic wise. And I'll usually send it. We'll brainstorm it. So that's kind of how it usually works with like a friend. Like it's kind of like a podcast interview. It's actually what inspired my podcast because I was like, I love these live streams. Like how can we make it evergreen essentially? So that's kind of how that flow goes and kind of Mm -hmm. the same with testimonial lives. Um, I did one with my course student the other day and that's exactly what we did. I said, Hey, we're just going to talk about your course experience. These might be some things I asked, but this is what we're going to talk about. And it just naturally flowed. I mean, I think they're very off the cusp and casual, but a whole other type of request to join is where you kind of open the floor for anyone to request to join. Mm -hmm. So this could look like pop-up coaching. So I could go on live and say, anyone, you can request to join and we can audit your strategy. Ask me anything about Instagram. Like, let's chat. So that's another option is literally Mm -hmm. go face-to-face with your audience. Or I've also done parties, which are really fun. (laughs) We had a Christmas party last December where we all wore like ugly Christmas sweaters and we had mugs and I was like playing Christmas music in the background. And it was just like a fun way to just like celebrate and have fun. I wasn't selling anything. It wasn't really strategic, but it's just building that community. So there's just a few ways that you can kind of use that feature. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes I see most of the community building, it feels like, you know, in a Facebook group, you can really get to know other people that also follow the person, but on Instagram, it tends to be the people feel connected to you mm-hmm. and it's hard for to create like the cross connection. So do you feel like on lives you're starting to see your users connect with each other or followers? Yeah, I actually do think that when people tune in into the lives. Like I usually see a lot of familiar faces Mm -hmm. and you know, if I'm talking about a training or answering a question and someone will be like, what tool did she mention? Or what did we talk about there? Like people will kind of give each other answers and interact Mm -hmm. with each other because you Mm -hmm. can kind of have a conversation. They feel more a part of it. Mm. I really like that. How is this translating to stories? Like what is, do you have a flow that you go through on a daily basis? Like 
I think some people are good at sharing too much. And then some people are like, here's my two slides. And then I'm not going to talk for a week. So (laughs) yeah, with stories, they're, they're very nuanced. And I think that even though they're behind the scenes, they're like the least edited type of story. Mm -hmm. I think they do have to be strategic. So I think the first thing is you do want to post more than once throughout the day on stories. That's like key. So usually people say, you know, three times throughout the day morning, lunchtime, and evening. But the more you're posting on stories throughout the day, not more content, just more often you're posting, the more your little bubble is going to go farther to the front of people's stories feeds, which means you're going to get more views and more retention essentially. Mm-hmm. So I think the key is starting out with a really great story. Like don't repost someone's story as your first slide of the day. Don't just post some random text. Like be really strategic by either showing your face or maybe something that's very routine. I know I always kind of show like what I'm reading in the morning, my breakfast, like how I'm setting up for the day. And that's something that my followers can kind of expect from me. So I think having that element in the beginning is really important, but I think just being strategic with what you're showing, because even behind the scenes can really encourage people to want to work with you, to want to see what you're working on, to be a part of the process and trust you even more. But of course, I think mini trainings are also really valuable too. So I think everything can be strategic in its own way, even if it's just building connection. Like I think all of my followers know every single plan I have. And that's because I always show them and it's something that like we've kind of built as a part of my story. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel random. It's like strategic in a lot of ways. Yes. I think that having those elements of what if we, we used to have a we actually referred to it as something like uh, be known for something you're obsessed with. And for a long time, like Emily and I wouldn't shut up about Chipotle. Like, and we still love Chipotle, let's be honest, but, (laughs) but we're also in a pandemic. So I've been there like twice in four months, (laughs) (laughs) five months. Oh gosh. How long have we been doing this? I'm not even even sure anymore, (laughs) (laughs) but I think those little elements can really make strong connections. Like the other day, it's just so funny. You mentioned like the plants thing. Emily one time posted a video of, it was behind the scenes, but it was a video Mm. on her regular feed, but she forgot to mute it. And she was having a conversation with her dad on the phone while recording it, talking about her two and a half, three, oh my gosh, three and a half year old. Whoa. She, that kid has grown like a weed. Her (laughs) three and a half year old daughter requesting McDonald's. And so it, it but it was the most hilarious thing because it had nothing to do with the content yeah. at all. And because of that, people were like, so I literally would buy your work attached to like a McGriddle wrapper. And like, it's kind of like a running joke and right. like the right people know that it's funny. Totally. And when you have those like little elements, they just make people feel connected to you in a way that's like, I know the inside joke or like, I know, and and for you, like, I know all her plants. And so like, I don't know, it it makes go someone go, I feel like from like fan to friend almost like, yeah, they feel like they actually have a connection with you. And then, and they do like, I want to be clear that so many of my followers, they do become my friends because like, we're always talking and I look forward to them commenting and responding back. I know for all our accounts, anything that ultimately drives engagement leads to growth. So how are you driving engagement? Obviously with a live video, people commenting is huge, but like, how are you doing that on your feed and in stories? 
Definitely. I think with a lot of Instagram shifting away from like removing likes, them not being as important, Mm -hmm. I think it really highlights the importance of like comments, saves, and shares. Those Mm -hmm. are like the main things that I'm really looking at. And I find when for a lot of my posts that maybe get as many likes as saves, which is like crazy to think about, but that's Mm -hmm. really what's going to tell Instagram, this is great content, push it out to more and more people. So what I found is with savable content, it's either something that people can really relate to, like you're speaking to something that they're struggling with, something they've struggled with, Mm -hmm. something that people don't talk about enough, or it's something that's super actionable, like four tips, hacks I wish I knew, those different types of things that are Mm -hmm. really going to give people a reason to save it. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the hack to just getting all that engagement is literally having call to actions. Like that's Mm -hmm. the secret. Mm -hmm. I always add call to actions in that first line, that first hook of your caption, but also at the end to remind people Mm -hmm. to save it, to share it with a friend, all of those types of things. It might seem really simple, but some people just read that reminder. Oh, I just looked at one of your posts and you guys, this is literally genius because anyone who isn't paying attention to the first two, like it's basically like a line and a half of text. It's vital. Like it will make or break any post I've ever posted. And -hmm. sometimes I'm like, this doesn't make sense at the beginning. Sometimes you just don't care. Like treat it like a title, Mm -hmm. treat it like a subject line. I love your save this for your next filming day. Oh, so good. Like, and I guarantee people did because they're like, oh Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of saves, which is amazing. And that's really the metric that you want to look at is seeing what do people want to know more about and -hmm. making it super clear for them to digest that is how you get all of those types of saves, Mm -hmm. which is amazing for the algorithm. I think people get caught up in the, in certain places you get dinged if you say certain words and like, if you tell them what to do, but But I feel like at the end of the day, like if it gets them to do it, that is actually going to override any sort of negative thing you might have gotten from using a word like comment or Yeah, exactly. I think like using it intentionally is really key. Like whenever I say call to action and people are like, well, I don't want it to come off like pushy or salesy or inauthentic. But like if you're making something that literally gives them every step they're going to need on filming day, like of course they're going to want to save it on filming day. Or like if you're having a conversation, like of course, like remind them to comment and be a part of it. Just like always making sure you're being intentional Mm -hmm. with those call to actions and not just like filling them in there because you're supposed to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I go back and forth on that, but it's such a good reminder of like, you know what, if I really go back and look at what's worked, it's when I tell people what I want and then they do it, which is like, oh, okay. (laughs) It's like, I should know that by now. Talk to me a little bit about IGTV. So I know we talked about moving it when you go live, saving it as IGTV, but do you recommend people create like pre-recorded content to directly post? Like, is that even worth your time or would you always do it as a live first? Yeah. So I, I love IGTV. It's two years old this summer, which seems really crazy. I know. Right. I was like, looking back, I was like, oh my gosh, that's when I posted that first very cringy video. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I honestly think that I love IGTV because it feels a lot more evergreen. Because that's the thing with Instagram is your grid, you add more things, you keep adding and adding. And if people want to go back and find something, it's kind of hard to do. But now that you have those series where you can kind of categorize all your IGTV videos, mm-hmm. it's super easy to binge your best tutorials, your best trainings, your best live replays, all of those different types of things. So for my brand, I found that IGTV is so incredibly important, especially for my speaking career, but also just for positioning myself as an expert. I feel like for selling products, for serving my audience well, there's a lot Mm -hmm. of things that you can make great carousels for and all these types of things. But when it comes to video, it really teaches and connects in such a deeper way. So I know my first few videos, I had like a hundred views, like nothing was really going on, but I've gotten up to like a thousand views on my most recent videos. And I think when you kind of figure out what works for your brand and have Mm -hmm. a lot of fun with it, it doesn't have to be super long, usually under five minutes, making sure that first 10 seconds are really strategic and drawing people in, making sure like the first three words in your title are really optimized. People know what they're watching, like little tweaks like that Mm -hmm. can really make it strategic for your business. And of course we get the clickable links, which I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you on the clickable links? Are you trying to drive straight to sale on anything? Or are you usually putting them into some sort of opt-in or signing them up for something else first? Yeah. So it depends on what the video is about. If it's something that's strategic related to something that I'm selling at that time, I'll definitely um, plug whatever I'm selling. But if you look at all my IGTV videos, chances are they're just asking to join my newsletter, to download my toolbox because everything kind of ties back into that. And I always think it's important to have that call to action just to make up more space for those links that we don't really get access to on Instagram. Love it. I think that's so incredibly important. I just literally, I'm going to ask you every question because why not? I'm here for it. So before we go into talk strategy to me, I'd love to talk for a second about highlights because I go back and forth with saving Like, I feel like I'm saving everything Mm -hmm. and then I'm saving nothing. And then there's this like weird gap of like, you look at something, I'm like, that's so old. Do I unsave it now? Like, you know, what, what's kind of feeling like your method there? Totally. So I'd say I'm guilty of having a lot of highlights, but I actually find that a lot of people go back and reply to my highlights. So Mm -hmm. I think it's important to save your best content and also making sure that it's somewhat recent, like in the last few months or just super high value. But with highlights, I always like to kind of teach them as being like your website pages in your navigation Mm -hmm. bar. So Mm -hmm. making sure you're having the base like about you having your services, having something super high value, like maybe a training or a product demo, those different types of things. Frequently asked questions are great to have on your highlights, just making sure they're strategic. But I know I even asked my followers, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to clean out my highlights. I'm a monster. Like this is no more. And they're like, but we really like them actually. Like we do go back to watch them. So I think there's kind of a perfect balance. Why When I pulled people, people said, if I'm new, the first thing I'm going to do is binge someone's highlights to see if I want to hang out with them on stories. Mm. But then on the other spectrum, people are like, well, sometimes I missed your stories. I want to catch up on what I missed. So I don't feel like there's a perfect formula. I do think the shorter and more curated that they can be the better. But for some people that are on stories all the time, it might mean a little bit more stuff, which is kind of how my highlights are. Yeah. I have a, I, I was going to say a friend, but it's more a friend of a friend. It's fine. doesn't matter. Anyway, she's a homesteader. And so she has 
literally every animal like it's crazy she has chickens and goats and a horse and a cow and like like all of them and a lot of them are having babies right now it's like a whole thing but she is like like her stories are you could literally spit it's like watching a soap opera like it's like well except it's not a soap opera but it's you know almost like the like if she could fill up every single one every day that's the kind of girl she is and I think some people are like I could never, like, I have no interest in sharing that much content. Are you pro, like, keep it simple? Sw- like, what's, what, I don't even know what to put the goal as. Like, is it 20 yeah. a day? Is it just as many random times as possible? I don't know. I know I'm back and forth I, on this whole thing. I know. And I think it's tricky because I can even think of my friend, um, Jess from Hustle Sanely. She has the longest stories, but people watch every yeah. single one of them. They right. love it. They engage with it because she's sharing every single part of her day that she knows like her crew and her community is going to care about. Sure. So I think it comes down to just being intentional. Mm-hmm. And so like, don't add filler words like happy Monday. How are you doing? Oh, I'm kind of like this today. Like get to the point where people really want to know like what you're working on, what mm-hmm. updates with your new chicken or new plan or what you're getting at mm-hmm. McDonald's, like all those little things because they really do make a connection. But mm-hmm. I think if you're just like posting because you feel like the more you're going to post on stories, the better, then I think that's when it's like, it actually might not be getting those results that you want. But I think also like stickers, we got to be using stickers. We got to be using text. Like stories are so robust and there's a lot of things you can add to them. So making mm-hmm. sure you're kind of adding all the things they need to be strategic and connect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, I think it's all like a massive experiment and like you you willing to be yourself, you willing to try new things, you investing in new features. I'm here for it. Well, I could literally talk about this all day, but in the effort of making this strategic for you guys, let's move into talk strategy to me. If you can give us like three to five action steps, if someone is looking to focus on growth that's intentional, not just growth for the sake of growth. What are like three to five things you'd have them experiment with in the next week? Definitely. So I'd say the first thing is try something new on stories. We're talking about it now, but there are a hundred bajillion <laughs> stickers, it seems like, and new ones every day. And I think you really can get creative with them. Maybe it's using a quiz sticker to introduce yourself to your audience. Maybe it's using the question sticker to not ask a question, but maybe as like a prompt for your audience. I think trying new things on stories and just trying things in general is actually when you'll see a lot of results. That's going to then bring me into try to do a feed video, which we didn't talk about feed videos. They get Mm. forgotten about often, but I do think that they can be very strategic. One of my favorite tools is called VEED, V-E-E-D. And Mm. you can kind of make like, they call it like Gary V style videos. They have like progress bars, the title, the transcriptions, but those are really engaging videos. They get a lot of saves, they get a lot of shares, they get a lot of comments. And the great part is, is you can repurpose, which we all love. So you can take maybe a snippet of your Instagram story that performed really well and make that into a feed video, add some subtitles, add a title and just see how it goes. Another Mm -hmm. thing that is really fun is like, I think memes are hilarious. Who doesn't love a meme? So maybe try adding a meme to your feed too. 
I think you can use Jiffy to just really bring in some personality and fun to your feed, which I think is really valuable. So that would be my second tip. And then another one would be to try out a high value carousel and just see how it goes. You don't need to use a fancy tool. You can use something like Canva, but really think about what are those frequently asked questions your audience are asking Mm -hmm. and how can you create something that's essentially evergreen, something you can reshare to your stories all the time. Sometimes it's something that you can send to people in DMs and Mm -hmm. really offer that and add that call to action, save to reference later, you know, all Mm -hmm. those different types of things. And then I think the the final one is going to be, let's go live. Let's do it. Overcome your fears. Mm -hmm. So we already talked about a few ideas that you can use like a Q and A requesting to join with someone, all of these different types of things. So figure out what you think will resonate best with your audience and try to go live once a week and then save all of those to your IGTV channel. I guarantee you, you will see a boost in your engagement and you'll be building your IGTV channel and you'll be going live. Like it's like a two in one, which I just think will be so valuable for everyone listening. I think that's so incredible. I have a zillion ideas and I'm not sure where I'm going to start, but we'll (laughs) figure it out. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Can you let our um, listeners know where the best place to hang out with you online is? And if they're wanting to learn more about Instagram growth, where can they learn that from you? Yeah, absolutely. So you can hang out with me on Instagram at Soul Studio Marketing. Um, that's where I'm on IGTV lives and my DMs are open if you ever have any questions. Um, and then I also have a podcast called the Shine Online Podcast where I talk about strategy and also bring in some experts that I really enjoy learning from. Love that. And that's SOL Studio Marketing. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait for you guys to go give her, I mean, give her a follow. She is like well, she probably have already passed it by now, but she's like so close <laughs> really to 10K. Close. <laughs> she's so close to 10K, but I bet by the time this comes out, she'll have hit it. Thank you so much for being on here today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. It was so fun. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.